The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Noam Ramati is a commander, and he was with his soldiers in a neighborhood, in a region in Gaza, and they were in the middle of a very intense campaign against Hamas. Noam Ramati is a Jew who puts on tefillin every day. One day, they were fighting all day, and he couldn't put on tefillin. He simply didn't have the moment to stop and put on tefillin. And he saw that the sun is about to set. It's going to be nighttime. And he felt very bad. All the soldiers could see his pain. Although most of them are secular Jews, but they saw the pain of their commander, Noam Ramati, and they said, why are you in pain? He said, it's the first time since his bar mitzvah that he's going to be missing a day of tefillin. He never missed a day of tefillin. It's going to be the first time since his bar mitzvah. Now, mind you, the tefillin were literally like 20 feet from there but you were not allowed to move. Moving could literally endanger anybody's life, and certainly you couldn't go and retrieve the tefillin and put them on. It was simply not possible. So he didn't put on tefillin. Now you call this the quintessential halach of oinus rachmana patri, somebody who's an oinus, which means you simply you don't have the ability. <laughs> Nassim Sharansky in Siberia, in, in Siberia also didn't put on tefillin and couldn't blow shoifer because you're an honest. You simply can't. You're in a war, and pikuach nefesh is doicha everything. So you're not... You're not allowed to even put on tefillin. That was the situation, but he still felt bad. I want you to know what happened the next morning. <laughs> the next morning, things calmed down. So you know what happened? All the soldiers in the entire platoon, was a huge amount of soldiers, came to him, and they said, this morning we're putting on tefillin together with you. <laughs> and everybody put on tefillin with him that day in order to help him feel better about the tefillin he missed last today. So today, many, many more tefillins were added. These are the people we're dealing with. These are the people, you're talking about the secular soldiers we're dealing with. Soldiers who didn't grow up with tefillin. These are the people you're dealing with. I saw a commander being interviewed. His name is Oded Harush. And he was telling the reporter, was interviewing him. He says, I want to tell you what happened last week in Khan Yunus. We were about to go into a home. So I turned to my unit and I said, I'm going to go first. So one of the soldiers under me said, no, no, no. I'm going to go first. I said, why? He says, you're a father of four children. So I want to go first. I looked at him and I said, and you're a father of two children. And you're young. You didn't build your home yet. You need to go back to build your home. I'm already a little older. And he said, they got into a dispute. And I told him, I'm going because I also have experience in Gaza. And I went first. He says, I wish I can transplant the entire Jewish people for a few hours to Khan Yunus to watch how the soldiers communicate with each other to watch a level of dedication and sacrifice that is it's beyond seichel, it's beyond nature. It's not somebody's, you can't force this thing on somebody. They're in touch with frequencies of the soul, what we call Yechidah and Nefesh, the core of the Jewish soul, where they literally experience their divine connection with themselves and their friends and the entire Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and all of history. It's like almost you could see, the sh- not almost, you see Gili Elikus, you see divinity manifested on their faces and their emotions. It's something that's deeper than life even, deeper than physical life. He says, I wish all the Jews can see the energy of these people. He says, then before you would make your post and write your article and make your comment, think twice before you're writing what you're writing. I want to share something with you. I saw this in an article by uh, Sivan Rahav Meir in Israel. She spoke to Nathan Sharansky. Sharansky, as you know, was a refusenik. A Soviet Jew who tried to get to Israel, they wouldn't let him out. 
And ultimately he was imprisoned with accusations of espionage and rebellion against the Soviet regime. Later he was liberated, he came to Israel, he's living today in Israel, he was in the Knesset, he was, he was the chairman of the Jewish agency, the Sachnut. Avinatan Or is one of the hostages who was taken by Hamas, Yamach Shemam on Simchas Torah, Tavshin Peidal, October 7th, 2023. Yaron Or is his father, Avinatan's father. Avinatan is the hostage and Yaron is his father. So the father was speaking about his son, Avinatan. The father said that recently, all he's thinking about all day and all night is his son who's in captivity in Hamas. And he's thinking about Nathan Sharansky, who was in prison for years and years and years and tortured and in solitary confinement by the Soviets, but he made it out with his resilience and resolve. And it gives him strength to, to remember Sharansky's story. So Nathan Sharansky called up the father just to give him a little more chizuk, you know, directly. He calls up the father Yaron, the father of Avinatan. And Sharansky said to Sivan, he said, I want to tell you what I told the father. He said, I was in prison, and in prison for many years by the Soviets, no paradise. I want to tell you, many things gave me strength. First of all, my wife Avital, Avital Sharansky, although we never met, they would not allow a meeting, but just the fact that I knew about her, I felt her, and it gave me strength. The second thing was, the Jewish people gave me strength. I knew that people are praying for me. I knew that there's an amazing people that I'm connected to. They're thinking about me, and their strength gave me strength. Sharansky also said, I had a Tehillim. I don't know if you know this, but they took away his Tehillim, and he went on a hunger strike until they gave it back to him. Now, he didn't know Hebrew. Sharansky grew up in the Soviet Union. There was no Chedesh. He didn't learn Hebrew there. But in prison, he learned, taught him. It was the only thing he had, so he taught himself how to read Tehillim. And he said, the kapitlach of those, you're talking about a secular Soviet Jew who grew up without Yiddishkeit. He taught himself how to read Tehillim and I gave him energy. He had Tehillim for nine years. I felt that the psukim, the verses that David HaMelech wrote, are about me and they give me energy. I wrote that David HaMelech was writing about me, my difficulties, my adversity, and my mitzukah, my anguish, my suffering. And then Sharansky said, I told, Avin, I told Avinatan's father, Yaron, I said, after many years, in prison, I realized that there's actually something deeper that's giving me strength. It took me years to figure this out. He says, it's not just David HaMelech is giving me strength. It's not just the Jewish people are giving me strength. I realized, I realized I'm not just looking to them for strength. They're actually looking to me for strength. I realized David HaMelech is looking to me to write my Tehillim today. I realized that the entire Jewish past is looking to me, them strength. I realized that all the previous generations are gazing at me and pleading with me to empower them, to invigorate them, to remember that I am part of their story of our amazing past and our even more incredible future. And he said, and this is true also about you and your son who's in a tunnel in Gaza. This is what Sharansky told his father. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.